Hello, 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 my Courageous Beauties. Welcome back to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Crystal. And today's episode for Wisdom Wednesday is Stop Staying Mad at Extras. You are the main character of your testimony. Okay, I thought that was pretty dope, right? Let me say that again. Stop staying mad at extras. You are the main character of your testimony. Okay, so I'm going to be reading and elaborating, but I got some good notes here and I got some definitions and I have some scriptures. So let's get into it. Now, the thing about it is that, you know, what made this come? I always like to think about where the idea came from, like why God gave it to me. And I really just honestly feel like sometimes we get complacent and stuck in this this um, entitlement spirit. Someone hurt me, so I'm entitled to be mad. Well, really, you're not. You're supposed to forgive, right? But it's not always easy because that person may have severely hurt you, right? But the problem is, is that people in our lives are strategically put there. I don't believe things happen haphazardly. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that things happen for it's for a purpose in and for a reason, for a time and for a season. OK, not trying to rhyme, not trying to be, you know, funny. But seriously, I really think that things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. Now, some things happen and, you know, you know, because the enemy does the opposite of God, he will allow things to happen in our life to where he meant it for evil. But God said, OK, I knew that was coming anyway. I knew that was going to be something that was going to happen. So what the enemy meant for evil, I'm going to turn it for your good. Right. And I think a lot of us get get so hung up on what someone has done to us or what someone has said to us that we're missing the point that. Yeah, true enough, you may have done what you've done, but God still created me who I am. And this test may be something that I actually needed to buffet me, to strengthen me. I remember uh, Paul, he said, I besought the Lord three times to remove this thorn out of my side. And the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. So people being strategically put in your lives may be thorns. I don't know. Situations that may have arise may be a thorn. So it is our job to focus on God and he will fill in all the gaps, right? It is our job to not stay mad at someone because here's the thing. And well, let me not get too ahead of myself. Um, the thing is that we have to remember is that God has created you and only you. He created me and only me, meaning he only created one person that looks like you, that talks like you, that walks like you exactly to your, um, the way your vocal cords go together and make the sound that comes out of your mouth. Okay. You might have a twin. You guys do not have the exact same DNA. You may share similarities, but you're not the exact same. Okay. You are a designer's original. I love that. That is amazing. God is a designer. He's a creator. He is our creator. He created you. Some people say, well, when God created me, he broke the mold. If there were a mold, literally, right? Um, God created you after his image and in his likeness, but with your personality and the things you have been testing on were, were, were made, were built, made to build you, to mold you, to strengthen you. Right. But I honestly believe it was to strengthen our character. Now, what is character? 
So just from a definition standpoint, character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual, right? Oh, that person's kind of strange. They, they're eclectic or they're nice or they're friendly or they're timid. Whatever makes you who you are, okay? God says, I want to use all of that right? That's why you can't talk about people because God created them. So when you're talking about his children, you might want to watch your mouth, putting your your words and saying things about God's children. We got to really be buttoned up on that, y'all, because just because somebody hurt your feelings don't mean you can destroy them with your words, right? The power of life and death is with your t- in your tongue. So we need to start speaking life in the situations that need life and, you know, removing some things that need to be removed, right? Even if it's a person that needs to be removed out of your life, doesn't mean you, you, you damn them or you curse them. No, you pray for them and you, and you, and you move on if that needs to be right. So, but rather, uh, also character is defined in how your habits, your motives, your thoughts. And so, you know, like in relating to your morality, um, particularly as it concerns to integrity, right? And so I looked up integrity and it says the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, a moral uprightness, right? Like, you know, wrong from right. And you're just, it morally, you, you're concerned, you're doing it, you have integrity, even when someone's not looking, right? The thing that I think is so funny that people think they can get away with stuff when someone's not watching when you're you're putting your faith in and trust in a person doesn't see you and you but you forget that God sees you <laughs> um i i don't you know it's funny to me right we forget that God sees us so later for the person that didn't see you they wasn't they wasn't supposed to but how do you act behind closed doors is it different are you double-minded? And I'm going to get to that. You know, um, this is all important because it sets the precedent of how are you in your characteristics and your integrity to the point where you allow someone to pull you away from that because of what they did or what they said. Jesus himself is the epitome of holiness, of uprightness, of forgiveness, turning the other cheek, you know, because He opened not his mouth when they persecuted him, when they hurt him. He opened not his mouth. You understand what I'm saying? And even on the cross, he said, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm I'm trying to get there. (laughs) I'm trying to get there. You know, it's hard. And sometimes my husband gets on me because he's like, you know what? I'm tired of you always being a person that always got to be the peacemaker and and you end up getting hurt because it does happen. You know, Um, not that I I don't cause issues. I'm not sitting here just because I'm bringing wisdom Wednesday doesn't mean this word doesn't apply to me. It applies to me first for that. If you want to be some of God's word, you have to eat that word first before you sit up there and try to give it to someone else. This is not me saying it from a self-righteous stance. Oh, Crystal never does anything. No, the devil is a lie because I'm a work in progress every day, baby. Okay. Trust and believe me. Okay. Because I have been mad at people that have done things to me or said things to me. And then I let them back into my life, you know, and whether that's right or wrong, because you feel like you, we don't want to misconstrue forgiveness 
with with you know being a pushover and have welcome mat across your head. I've I've done that. You understand what I'm saying? But then there's also a fine line between letting somebody run run around in your mind rent free. Like I'm continuing to give this person power when they probably on the beach somewhere ain't even thinking about me. But yet I'm staying mad at them because they played a role and they hurt me and they did something. Like first of all, you just a you just a bystander. Okay? Let's 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 reel it back in. Ain't no love lost, ain't nothing, ain't being funny. But I got other things to do, right? You was in my life for a season, that season is gone. I what did I learn from that? Right? What 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 did I need to be buffeted? You know what I'm saying? What what did I need to be pushed out of? Did I need maybe God saw that, you know, I was being passive in a pushover. Say so like, look, I, I need to, I need to get this out of you, right? Sometimes, I, I'm I'm reminded that some people say, oh well, um, don't pray for patience because God will give you patience. He'll give you situations. That's honestly true. Whatever you pray for, it doesn't necessarily look like the answer. Because you'll be like, oh, Lord, give me peace. And um, I got one for you. Lord, help my temperance. Well, he's going to bring some people in front of you, allow people to come into your presence. It's going to really make you mad. Because what's happened is he's not just giving it to you like a superpower. No, it has to be worked out in your character. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be worked out in you. The, the truth will make you free, not set you free. Setting, setting free. If I got, if I got this water bottle and I just set it on my hand, life is not like that, right? There are steps before this water bottle can actually get to my hand. I know that sounds silly, but I literally had to reach my hand over here on the desk and put the water bottle here. But if my hand wasn't in the right position to receive the water bottle, it could just slip out of my hand. See, it's so many strategic steps that need to be taking place before we can be made anything right so i know i went off on a tangent but um that's the bottom line you we have to make sure that our focus is god and i'm going to repeat that a couple times because it's i feel like it's important we lose sight of what we're supposed to do and some of us don't even know what our calling is i'm i'm sometimes i try to find out lord what is it that you want me to do but then when i find myself you know, doing these, doing this podcast. And it, to me, this is Bible study. You know, I, it's cute uh, podcast, uh, you know, courageous beauty and episode and, uh, you know, wisdom Wednesday, all these little catchy phrases. But honey, this is really Bible study. This is really, you know, me just expressing outwardly what I'm trying to do privately as well. You understand what I'm saying? And because if when you know better, you do better. And because you care about people, you want to share what it is that God has given you, right? To a certain extent, because obviously I'm never going to share everything, but just certain things that God say, okay, I feel like this is great. He gives it to me to write. So I share it. So anywho, back to uh, integrity. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, right? And so I'm reminded of a scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, that says, first seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, right? So when you seek God's face and not his hand, you're not just seeking, asking him for something. You're seeking who he is as a God, as, as, as our father, right? Um, as, as our heavenly father. And then you're seeking a right standing. That just means 
literally, how do you want me to stand in my walk? How should I respond? How should I act? How should I behave? What should my character look like? How should my spirit exude you? How should I, you know, represent you? Those things, right? And then once you get that right, he's saying everything else will be added onto you, whether it's your health, whether it's a, a clear mind, whether it's provision for your family and yourself, you know, those things we don't have to take thought of. If you obey God, he going to do what you, he going to, you know, take care of you. Right. Right. And integrity also says the state of being whole and undivided. OK, so, you know, my thing is God has called us for certain things specifically based on who he has created us to be. So we don't have time to, you know, be worried about the role someone else plays in our story. Because God is looking at our character and our integrity to see how we will react and or respond or not to things people do. Because I'm going to tell you something. In the right season, silence is really loud. It really gets the point across. If you really have to be quiet sometimes. And that is hard to do for someone who likes to talk. And that's hard to do for someone who likes to get what they got to say out. That's hard to do for someone who's like, oh, I'm going to let them have it in my mind. But then I feel guilty about it because I should have been quiet. That's hard to do. You see, I'm pointing at myself, right? Okay. I'm taking accountability. You know, whether it, because I, I can't, the freedom in uh, not being in denial about who you are and what you have to bring to the table. Oh, God, I thank you, Father. It's so free to not care about what people think about you in a sense of I don't have no problem telling my testimony. Some people are afraid to tell what they've been through. And honestly, I feel like sometimes it's a slap in God's face because you can tell it. You are alive to say what he has brought you through. But yet you are so carnal minded. That you're afraid to tell people your business or say something. You're looking at it in a wrong perspective. Change your perspective. I'm alive because God brought me through and I made it from point A to point B and I'm on my way to point C. And with all the stuff that I went through, all the fiery furnaces that, that, that I went through, I come out without the smell of smoke. You know, I tell your testimony. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between telling your testimony and to people that think like you in regards to having a kingdom mindset. You know what? That's inspiring. And I want to do something similar. I want to give all the glory to God and I want to, you know, be a better person versus someone that's signifying and just want to be nosy. There's a fine line with that. You got to be careful who's in your corner. You got to make sure you, you know, realizing the people that you have around you or they just on the phone or wherever y'all at and y'all talking. And the next thing you know, five other people know about what you shared. If I wanted everybody to know, I just would have went live on Facebook and just told everybody my business. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so sometimes you have to, you know, you may only have one person that you can confide in, you know, because you may need that person to say, you know what, you're, you're not thinking right. Like if you're my friend, you're going to tell me what's right and you're going to tell me what's wrong and you're going to tell me when I'm tripping, check me, right? You know, that's just me, but 
maybe not. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we have to be undivided. We have to be, we can't be double-minded in it, right? And so um, we don't have time to be, we don't have time to worry about the role someone else plays in our story, right? Because pe- we meet people for a season and we know that, you know, um, there's something that we need to learn from that person or something they need to learn from us, right? We may need to just uplift that person. You may meet somebody. I've met quite a few people that I don't even know their name, but I've met them and, I, and I'm familiar with their face and I see them in passing and we're cordial. We met eye contact and for whatever that 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 reason is, maybe I maybe God is saying y'all need to pray for each other. There's something in this person that their prayer specifically can get through. I, You know, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. You know, so don't take it lightly when you meet people. Don't take it lightly when people cross paths with you, because maybe that person has the specific anointing that God has blessed them with, that if they pray for you, that was the key that will unlock what it is that your next step is. Right. So when it comes to those type of roles, that's fine. But the people that's causing chaos and the people that's causing confusion in your life, don't focus on that, right? Don't focus on those things that someone has done, right? And like I said, God is looking at our character and our integrity to see how we will re- we will react and how we respond, not just to the things that people do, but the things that people say, because words can hurt, right? Words do hurt. We already discussed that power of life and death is in your tongue. So if someone is constantly speaking negativity to you, faith comes by hearing, you know, and if you talk to this person every day, it can stir something in you to start believing what they say and knowing deep down in your spirit, you know, it's not true, right? Don't, it don't, there's no touch and agreeing with what they're saying because you know, it's not true. Some people could be jealous and they slide in. Oh, look at your little uh, hairstyle. Oh, look at your little this, like that ain't, I'm not, I'm not here for that. You could have kept, you could have kept that, you know, that, that comment. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. If if you got a problem, just, just, just say what's up. And my thing is let's make it right. You know, or if we can't make it right, let's be peaceable, you know, right now we have to be so undivided and disciplined in our faith walk that we continue to look to the hills from where our help comes from. So in other words, we have to make sure we are focused on God and his will for our lives. We can be faithful and in on one moment and then faithless the next moment. That's not that ought not to be so. We should not be faithful, full of faith here and then faith and you know, faithless here, right? So we have to make sure that we are undivided and the reason why that's important is because if we're so straddling the fence with our anger on what someone has done, it's not really anger anymore. It's hurt. So you need to recognize what it, what you're feeling and actually deal with it. Allow yourself to feel how you feel. Deal with the head on and speak back to that emotion and say, you know what? Yeah, I felt it for a time being, but now this is the season where I pick up my bootstraps and I move on and I'm no longer going to allow this person to take my power or that situation to have power over me. You know, I am the main character of my testimony. God is the director because he's ordering my steps. A lot of these folks that you allow to run rent free in your mind, they extras. They ain't even got a part in the, in the whole story. I know that's funny, but I'm just saying, (laughs) 
we get we 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 be staying mad at extras. Okay? They ain't even got the role. They ain't even really got a whole role. They really just bystanders. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, hold on. <laughs> we can be faithful one moment and faithless the next because someone said or did something to us because our life is not. And the thing is, our life is not even our own. We belong to God. So why should I take my eyes off of Jesus, whom is my help and my exceedingly great reward and put all of my effort into trying to conjure up this idea that I've been, oh, I've been so victimized and they talked about me. They talked about Jesus, you know, and I know that's a, 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 I know that sounds so cliche and so heartless and so, um, it, it almost feels like you dumbing down what someone has been through and we're not. But there comes a time where you can no longer sit in that. You understand what I'm saying? There comes a time where you're going to have to say, OK, enough is enough. I am no longer who I used to be. Therefore, that no longer can affect me today. And if it does, use wisdom and get help with that. You know, we really got to normalize asking for help. We really God has given so many people talent and gifts and different offices. Right. And not just the spiritual office, like, you know, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, all of those things like that. What I mean is, you know, doctors. Right. Psychiatrists and psychologists and people who can who are gifted in the area of listening and who are very perceptive and receptive to what it is that they can target those areas. So go ahead and pray. Go ahead and fast. But go ahead and make that appointment with your counselor too, boo. That's wisdom. Okay, I did it. Okay, because I thought I was going to lose my mind. And I'm going to pray. But sometimes you need someone who doesn't know you and know your experience to be able to help decipher what's going on. Right. So James uh, chapter one, verses six and eight in the Amplified Bible says, for such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord being a double minded man unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks feels or, or decides. So we have to remember that when you're unstable, you're double-minded, you're faithful and you're faithless in between is not a good place to be. You need to be, you don't want to be straddling the fence. And when you think of uh, literally straddling a fence, I'm quite sure that hurts. So, <laughs> so spiritually it doesn't look, right right and 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 it and it doesn't feel good so pick the side of faithfulness pick the side where god where god said himself he said i give you you know a choice i i you know whether you choose life or death i wish that you would choose life you know it is freedom and getting yourself delivered from people places things and ideas that does not align with the will of god for your life Stop staying mad at extras. You are the main character in your story, in your testimony. God is the director. He will direct your steps. He will order your steps. But you cannot be double-minded. Because if you're double-minded and wishy-washy in your faith, because you're holding on to bitterness, you're holding on to unforgiveness, you shall be. You expect to receive nothing from God. There's nothing that can get in my hand. 
right? Maybe, maybe if I'm thinking real scientifically, maybe microscopically something can get my, but God don't give out microscopic blessings. So release that so you can be free to receive, right? You know, that's all we saying. So my thing is, I want to be so steadfast and unmovable in God's word so I don't end up depending on the world and the folk in it to make me free. There's so many vices out here that pretend to give you freedom. Oh, girl, we about to get toe up. We're going to have a drink. We're going to have a smoke. I did all of that, but I didn't feel free. I just felt out of my mind. You know, that's not freedom. You know, we're going to. The cuff it song, everybody doing that goofy. I'm, I'm, I digress. <laughs> it's a catchy song, but where it in it and it symbolically it it is symbolic of freedom. But really, are you free in your mind? Why is it that we need all of these facades, all these coping mechanisms? Right, my area it it, it has been in the past food, which is why it had been so hard for me to lose weight. So. What do I do? Somebody says something to me upset. I go grab some candy and cope with that. Or I get online and start shopping instead of me stopping in that moment and dealing with that feeling. Don't allow those devices to come in to try to fill a void that only God can fill. Right? So we are created by the same God to give him glory. But The glory is extracted out of me. The glory that's extracted out of me is not going to look the same how it's extracted out of you. Right. It it, it's not going to it's not going to look the same. Right. And the reason why is because we're not the same. Now, you you might have similarities with folks, especially your parents, because y'all share DNA. But everyone has to walk this journey of life alone in the sense that you have your own cross to bear. Everyone is responsible for their own soul salvation. Jesus has already bore his cross and he even died on it for us, y'all. He didn't die on the cross for you to stay angry at your situations and circumstances and especially not staying angry using unnecessary misplaced anger at someone who hurt you. Which is why we have to stop staying mad at extras. You are the main character of your testimony. You are the one that lived the life that you're living and you're still living it by the grace of God and the complete and absolute overflowing mercy of God. Because we too could be extras in someone else's life. Don't forget that. Right? We can be extras in other people's testimonies. I'm quite sure we are. Right? So don't just so so the very position that you're mad at someone, you're mad at this person who has an extra position in your life, you an extra in somebody else's life, boo. You are. I guarantee it. And don't act like you never cause hurt. So while you sitting over there pointing a finger, you got all these little fingers pointing back at you. Make sure you observe you and make sure that you get out what is in you and that you take accountability what's in you. You take the speck out of your brother eye, but you got a boulder in yours. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I love God so much. He puts us on an even playing field. He don't care how much money you got. He don't care how much clout you got. Hey, 
He don't care how much, you know, charisma you got, how many dance moves you can, whatever. He, <laughs> he puts you on an even playing field. Everybody got something. Okay. And I believe that's because the thing of it is, is God will create opportunities for you to need him, for you to depend solely on him. Right. I just believe that, you know, and, and, and I have to say this again, you are the one that lived the life you lived and are still living it. And you're not living it by your own accord. You're living it by the grace of God. The complete and absolutely overflowing mercy of God. That's why we're living this life. It's not because you did so many good deeds. It's not because, I mean, those things are great. That's your reasonable service, right? Not because you, you know, oh, I'm just a good person. No, no one's not good, baby. No one, not, not no one on this earth is good. God's good. That's it. We're in this sinful flesh. Even after you get saved, we're still in sinful flesh. Our flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. That's the part where we put our treasures in, 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 in heavenly places, not in earthen vessels. We ain't storing up a whole bunch of treasure here in, in things that are temporary, right? That's why we can't be so caught up on other people's opinions about your walk with God and the way you look and the way you talk and the way you dress and, and all those things. Because the very area that you tripping on on yourself could be the area God want to use you in. He may want to be able to use me to help other women and men lose weight. But I just haven't gotten to a point where I have completely conquered it yet. I'm a work in progress. You know, but I am who I am, too. And I know what I bring to the table. I'm God's child, you know, and he loves me. In spite of all of my idiosyncrasies and all of my things that, you know, may not be right. I may color outside the line a little bit or something like that, even at 37, whatever. I ain't perfect, right? And sometimes we can put so much on ourselves and we're looking at perfection when God, when he molded us, being the potter and we're the clay, we were marred in the potter's hands. There were things that were that we were made so fearfully and wonderfully by God. But there were things that were made into us. Like if this bottle, for example, was made, but it was made with a dent in it. Why wouldn't that still be perfect to God? Who set the standard of what imperfection should look like? Who set the standard to say that, you know, this bottle shouldn't have all these lines in it. Why are all these lines in it? Who? I mean, the manufacturer said that, right? They decided to make this, this Kroger bottle, not sponsored, but I wish it was, but they decided to make this Kroger bottle with all these ridges in it. I'm quite sure it has something to do with aerodynamics and the way the water could float. I don't know. I'm whatever. But the manufacturer made the bottle this way. Who's the manufacturer? God's the manufacturer, right? You know. So if you got a problem with what I look like, boo, talk to the manufacturer. Right? Cool. That's what you say to people, you know, or you just don't say anything at all. You know, because some people I just there was a, I'm a I'm going to get back to everything that we're talking about. But I just want to say this. There was a celebrity that I'm not going to name because we're not here for that. But she announced that she was pregnant 
and she's not married. And as successful as she is, she announced she was pregnant and there was so many people saying, oh, you're just, you're, that's so disgraceful. You announced that you was pregnant. And the thing of it is, God blessed her womb, right? And she's having a baby and she's in a relationship and she's successful. And then they talked about her because she has acne and said she was ugly. I just don't understand how do we have permission to speak like that so freely and so boldly in people's lives. And we afraid to talk to God about our own life. Who gave you, I mean, the audacity, you know, I just, I know people put their lives out there, but that doesn't mean people put their lives out there for you to critique it. They're not asking for your critique. They're just sharing their gift. You know what I mean? I just thought they just that just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, how dare y'all speak against something that God made possible? Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> remember that grace and that mercy that God is freely given to us. He gives it to all of us. That person that hurt you. If they repent and ask God for grace and mercy, he going to give it to them. He going to give it to them. Because he's a loving father. Right? So, as I said before, God's grace and mercy is, is overflowing. And we are we could be extras in someone else's testimony. That we could be the end of of anger, right? We we could be we could be angry so much that we forget and get it twisted that I may not be the victim. I may have been the one who created victims by my attitude, by my words. I may have been the one to inflict hurt on someone. And I apologize and I'm sorry and I repent. If that is so, be comfortable with apologizing, y'all. What's wrong with saying I'm sorry? What's wrong with saying, you know what, I missed it. I, I I apologize. I really had a bad attitude today. You know, what's wrong with that? But instead of being a victim or creating victims, how about we be a victor? And bless God and appreciate the ones that played the extra role, meaning they will soon have to be on their way to another assignment. Right. Just like that extra. They might have just been the one standing by the uh, by the curtain. Eavesdropping. But you might have that extra that may have been eavesdropping. Say, you know what, Lord, I pray she does well. I pray she does well. You want people in your corner like that. They ain't even get the part, but they up there praying for you. Because they just happy to be in the room. You got some people who just happy to be in your life. They don't want nothing from you. I have a lot of people like that. Thank you, God. I got people like that in my corner. My husband is one of them. You know what I mean? That just want to see me prosper. They just want to see me, you know, successful. They just love me for who I am and all my mess. Right? Get you some people like that. Get you one of those. <laughs> Not a chicken salad, y'all. Get you one of them. Get you, get you somebody in your corner 
who just rooting you on, right? But they not they not gassing you. They gon they gon they gonna tell you when you ain't right. Cause my husband will tell me the minute he'd be like, babe, you know that wasn't right. I'd be like, you know what, you're right. Let me make it right. You know what I'm saying? So, anywho. <laughs> so the thing is, like I said before, instead, be a victor and bless God and appreciate the ones that played the extra role, meaning they will soon have to be on their way to another assignment. You will be on this life stage with God and God alone. And that is the only relationship that we can truly hang everything on. Folks will be here today and gone tomorrow. And once they have their thrill or their thirst fulfilled, not to be worried about being upset because whatever lesson we needed to learn, we must be grateful that we are not obligated to stay in the same place because we go from glory to glory to faith to faith. And every step is just another notch in the belt of truth in your testimony as one day God will ask you to tell it because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So our job is not to waste anger on the extras who might not even have their lines right or whoever might have joined the cast late, whom were sent as a distraction or even a fill-in or even a bystander. Hello. To push you where God needed you to be. Don't get mad at the bystanders because they were on their assignment. Their assignment was just you. <laughs> God will send people in your life to push you. To catapult you out of your complacency, out of your anger, out of your laziness, out of your fear. He will. He will. He will do that. He will do that. He, sh he definitely will. So don't get mad at bystanders because they there just to push you where God needed you to be. Also, when you get to a place, believe that God gives you something to do and or say, stop telling everyone your plans. Because they might be trying to audition for your role. See, sometimes when God blesses you and you're like so excited about the idea that God gave you. And then you go and telling someone you just told an extra how to get the role. Sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut, you know, because you just want to have friends or you just want to be popular or whatever it is. Seek that feeling out, that void that make you keep just earling up your blessings every single time some, you know, God give it to you, you know, find out what that is in you that you just need some validation from man. When I say man, I mean mankind, you know, I'm not saying nobody wants to be applauded in life. I mean, that's ridiculous. Everybody wants to be pat on the bat a little bit sometime, but it should not be a requirement for you in order to function in your life or in the role that God has put in you. Right. I said this wasn't going to be long, but don't believe me when I say that, y'all. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you know, God, he, he gives you if he gives you something to do. Sometimes you just have to stop telling everyone your plans because they might try to audition for your role and try to move you out the way and take your blessing. Know that you can expect folks to have the same. You cannot expect them to have the same vision as you and help you along on your journey. Because for one, they're not standing in the same position that you are because you are alone. You have you alone have your shoe size and you're the only one that can wear them. I don't care if they are the same size. Your feet have been molded to your shoes. And if I try to put your shoe on, it ain't going to feel right because they ain't my shoes. Right. And folks don't have to have the same vision because they don't have your eyes and they don't have your your perception to see what things should be.
You have to you have too much work to do than to have your focus not being on God, who is the director, who is the director of your life and is at the center stage. Right. You you are at the center stage and you and you busy looking behind the curtain when you should be. On scene, lights, camera, action. <laughs> you are the main character of your story. Don't let the devil in hell or no devil in hell tell you, you know, that you, you don't want no one telling your story for you. Don't let them don't let nobody tell your story for you or before you. You tell your story, right? You tell it when it's time in that season. If God have you have given you something not to, not saying that there are not others that have that don't have a similar word or a similar gift or even a similar calling, but they are not you. So you can't get mad if they won't help you. You know. And something that we need to realize is that God will dry up your help. And the reason why he will drop your help is because he wants you to solely depend on him. He wants he wants to see wants your faith. He wants he's he's like, you know, God wants you to know he wants to sup with you. He wants you to trust him and him alone. He wants to love you. He wants to live in you and show you that he has plans for you not to harm you. And he proves it in Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is the NIV. I'm going to read it twice. Um, the NIV and the King, NIV and the King James. It says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you, prosper you, excuse me, and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future." And it says, it, "He's saying, for I know the plans I have for you." That's key, right? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, King James says, "For I know the thoughts." That I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So in other words, the plans you think you have, God gave them to you. The desires of your heart, you have only because he gave them to you. Right. Because he gave your he gave you the desire of your heart anyway. So stop looking to man to place blame and or to give you help when we need to look for God. Look to God for the answers, even when they don't look like what we think they should. And God will oftentimes not respond in the way we think that he should. It's not going to look like our answer is not going to always look like what we want it to look like or what we think it should look like. Right. Because he knows the end before the beginning. We have to trust he also knew the extras you needed in your life to the to the bystanders that you needed to push you in the areas that you needed to be cultivated in the in the order for God to use you in the areas in the area and or areas he needed you to pursue and needed you to produce fruit in. So some of us have to deal with temperance or love or forgiveness, the test that you would have to overcome through God's power if you let him in are potentially directly related to what it will take for you to be able to be in on the other side of your testimony. It's a test of your faith. So stop staying mad at extras for you are the main character of this story. And God is the writer, the director, the producer and his angels are the ones that will write, write them credits. 
<laughs> so anyway, I know that was a lot, you guys, and I really hope you enjoyed it because I enjoyed sharing it with you. I do believe that this is something that God has given me, and um, I'll keep sharing what, what I can. And until next time, thank you for joining me on this Wisdom Wednesday, and God bless you, and I love you. Bye.